0: Hi, everybody, and welcome back to
1: (laughs) Talkumentary.
0: It's me, Jenna, and (laughs) me, (laughs) Ariel, And we're here to talk to you again with our show, Talkumentary, a.k.a. DocuTalk for the old school (laughs) listeners. (laughs) So today we are Talkumentaring about... (laughs) A new documentary called The True Cost. And I watched it on Amazon Prime. Mm -hmm. Free. For free. For free. It is a little, a couple years old, um, but I still think it's very relevant and very important. I agree. Yeah.
1: And I think that, well, let's back up. So we decided last week that we were going to do... A week where Jenna picks one, and then a week where I pick one. So I think it would be nice if, because you picked this one, Mm -hmm. give a little bit like a background
0: about it. Okay. Well, I picked this documentary because I've always been interested in fashion, and for a while I wanted to be a fashion designer, and I also studied sustainability in school, environmental studies. So I've always known that like fashion and environmental consciousness, (coughs) like need to work together in order for our planet to be sustainable Mm -hmm. because the fashion industry is like one of the biggest, um, polluters, I guess, on the planet. So I've always been passionate about fashion, been passionate about the planet. I've dreamed of starting a clothing company. So who knows, maybe one day it'll happen, but, um, that's what drew me to this documentary. And I was like, I have to watch this because I just needed to know like what is like what are they gonna say right yeah and what did you think well I loved it because Mm -hmm. I think it's super on the nose of like what is happening in the fashion industry and also it's sad because of the truth of what's happening in the fashion industry right
1: as a as someone who like pays no attention Uh to that sort to eat like any sort of sustainability, which Mm -hmm. I hate that I I, (laughs) am saying that. Save the turtles, Ariel. I know. But I really had no idea that the fashion... I think they said the fashion industry is the number two Mm.
0: polluter Mm -hmm. in all of Earth. Right. Besides oil. oil. Which is the number one. Right. Yeah. And obviously, like, oil is, like, horrendous. Right. So, But I had no idea how bad fashion was
1: for... All the other parts of the world. Is, I had no idea. Yeah. Even America, probably. Yeah. Right? I mean, I know, like, we're the ones profiting off of it. Mm-hmm. But even, like, in the documentary, it said, like, we, we've we basically become these, like... People are making these clothes because we
0: need to, like, feel good and look good. And, right. You know, so that's not good. Right. Yeah. You know. I mean... Yeah. There's so I feel like there's so much to talk about on this topic because it is a business, it is the planet, it is people, it is self-expression. Like there's so many different aspects of like the clothing industry and all of its different like branches that connect it to everything else. Mm-hmm. There's so many different aspects of it like, you know, just buying clothes, like people like to express themselves through what they wear right. which i think is very important and we shouldn't stop that we should continue that you know that's self expression that's creativity yeah. that's joy that's fun no i agree yeah so how do we do that how do <clears throat> we create that a system that provides that for people without it being harmful to the environment i think the first part is what I just
1: experienced, Mm -hmm. which was like, we got to identify this as a problem. Right. Because I had... Obviously, I'm a consumer of clothing.
0: Yeah. Everybody is. Yeah. So really, like, you had never thought of... Okay, like, you get your clothes and it says, made in China. Like, what would you be your thoughts about... I've never really, like,
1: looked at the tags that say made in anywhere, Mm -hmm. to be honest with you. The only reason I knew, like, a little bit Mm -hmm. about how bad we treated like factory workers was mm-hmm. the one time when you were describing to me like, hey, we should watch this documentary called the true cost. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of described it a little bit. That was yeah. the only time I was like, oh wow, I guess I never really thought about where I, where the clothes that I buy come from.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I literally, and I'm ashamed to admit <laughs> that, but I never but thought about it. You're probably like a lot of other people too. Like yeah, a lot of people don't think about it. <clears throat> Because we're not shown that. That's the problem too. We're not shown how our clothes are made, where they come from, Mm -hmm. what does it take to get that shirt on the rack? We're not shown that. All we're shown is the shirt, the lifestyle, how you're going to feel when you wear it, how good it looks, who else is wearing it. That's it. That's all we're shown. The front. We're not shown the back.
1: And I had never heard of the term fast fashion.
0: Oh. I'd never heard of it.
1: But it's interesting because you see these companies like H&M and Forever 21 and Zara, mm-hmm. how, I guess I never really, because I think that the clothes are poorly made. They're Like I wouldn't buy a shirt from Forever 21. Right. I would spend a little bit more money mm-hmm. and go to like Madewell and have a shirt that I'll wear for like a long time. Yeah. You know? But I, I never realized that because it's so cheap, it's being m- mass produced and what did they say in the documentary? They said like there used to be two seasons or three seasons. Right now there's like fifty two in right. a year. I never knew that. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about let's talk about the documentary actually. Yeah. So like the specifics of it. So yeah. how does it
0: start? So, or like what are the big? I know I'm trying to remember big themes. Um, well, it's it's I kind of looked a little bit into like the um the guy who created it. Yeah. And he, um, I guess he was just really passionate about like exposing this, you know, behind the scenes of the fashion industry. So this documentary documentary, (laughs) it, um, it kind of goes into factories Mm -hmm. in these third world countries. So it gives you an idea of what they're going through. Mainly like Bangladesh. Yep. Cambodia. Mm -hmm. And there was one more.
1: Or was it just, the, was, or India?
0: India. India. Yeah. And then it also talks about, like you just mentioned, the fast, fast, the fast fashion industry. And what is that? What is that? Like you just said. So the 52 basically new seasons. Where you could buy a blazer. Let's say you like go to work or whatever it is, mm-hmm. whatever it's
1: for at a very cheap, Amount so you could buy a blazer for
0: like fifteen dollars at H and M, right? And it's mass produced and there's a hundred million of them, right? Exactly, yeah. So that is fast fashion, where it's super cheap, you can just buy it, you can throw it away. That was another thing that they talked about, is that this clothes is basically like, you're a consumer. So you buy it, and then you just throw it away, and you get rid of it, and you buy more clothes. Mm -hmm. So that's the cycle that they have people on. It's like, you need to have the new fashion, you need to have the new trend, you need to have the new stuff. That's out of fashion now. Get rid of it. Like, throw it away. And they show all the landfills that are full of textiles, and they show... You know, the countries like Haiti that are basically buying all the leftovers from thrift shops that they can't sell in America.
1: Which is insane because Haiti, while I was watching this, Mm -hmm. Haiti makes clothes. They sell it to America for very cheap. Then Americans get it. They, we give it back to Haiti. Yeah. So it's like they're making clothes for themselves, but they're, they're
0: like killing themselves over it. You know, it didn't make any sense. It was so backwards. That's really interesting. Yeah. And but they also did say that the um I think I can't remember what, but that basically because they're buying all of that clothes back, it basically also like killed the textile industry in Haiti. Like mm, they're not really right. making any more clothes because now they have like and like they don't I don't know, something something happened between like the import export and they have so many clothes now that they don't even make them locally and the competition for labor is so intense that they probably don't make clothes because the other countries that can pay their people less are the ones that are getting all the jobs right right like large corporations
1: will spend less they'll shop around to countries and spend less money, and then it devastates that other country that they were just in. Yeah, because it gave yes, it gave them jobs at a very low wage and yeah. gave them no benefits or anything, mm-hmm. and they wouldn't allow them to unionize. Right, and they're like, okay, you're gonna up it by four dollars or whatever the price is. Well, we'll just go to Bangladesh, and that's like right. the number one city right now to go to. Right, right, Bangladesh. Is Bangladesh for yeah. fashion. Mm-hmm. It's tragic.
0: Yeah, so they went in depth into the factories and showed the working conditions which in the film they show it's graphic that yeah it's very graphic and it shows the um the buildings are literally falling apart on these people and there was numerous buildings that fell literally like fell apart while Mm. people were inside of deaths uh huh yeah So it's like it's killing people and the owners of these buildings, they really don't care. Unfortunately, they don't care about their people. They don't care or maybe they can't afford to fix it. Like there's a bunch of issues going on there that are causing a lot of harm to people. And it's like we're buying these clothes. You know, rich, wealthy Western people are buying these clothes for so cheap and they're really not cheap it's very expensive mm-hmm. and it should be expensive and we should be paying more for them because the cost that's why this whole film's called the true cost is cuz the cost is so much more than that 14.99 blazer like not only is it more expensive should it be more expensive because Of the labor but it should be more expensive because of the environmental effects that it's having on the planet you can't really put a cost on that right and it's human lives and it's human lives like how much is a human life worth to make that blazer and it's sad
1: because the people that are profiting are the corporations that already have millions or billions of dollars already it's just greed it is it's total greed and it's really sad and it made me really really sad it is it made me think like how do I even know What, like, I I love Madewell, I love Mm -hmm. Gap, I love Mm -hmm. uh, Banana Republic, Mm -hmm. but I don't know where any of those clothes are made. Right. And the only reason I go there is because of convenience. I Mm -hmm. work at a mall, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, I get my clothes there. Yeah. But also, um, online, they do, like, these flash sales, especially Banana Republic and Gap. Yeah. It's always 75% off online oh and my it's like gosh. oh great I, I know that these pants are the ones that I like mm-hmm. I know that they'll fit me I'm very short so it's like I know that their <laughs> pants will fit me yeah I might as well buy them for you know however $30 or however much they right. are but
0: it made me it made me feel really bad you know that's crazy yeah and it's crazy too that that 75% off that you're getting that's just digging into the profit of their that of their company because even you paying 30 dollars, they're still making a lot of money off you. Right, Because so they're, they're paying normally making way more money than right. that off you. So the fact that it's 75 percent off, they're still making money off you. Because even if the jeans
1: are 30 dollars, or let's say yeah. they're like uh, 45, because mm-hmm. I think that's what they usually are for gap um, they're paying workers two dollars a day. I
0: mean that's crazy. and imagine how many pairs of pants they make in a day, right? Right. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. They were trying to, in Cambodia, in the film, they were trying to get $164 American dollars salary a month. Yeah. Like, that's it. That's all they were asking for. And it was, like, slightly more than what they were currently getting paid. And then in Bangladesh, I think the girl said that she
1: only made, she used to make $30 a month. And then because that company wanted to go somewhere else, they pushed it down farther. It's like...
0: Why? I know. I don't understand how, how the people who who do that can sleep at night. But you know what? They did show some of like the the fashion people, and they were like, "Well, we're actually uh, stimulating the economy because we're providing what? jobs." You know, you know. Otherwise, they wouldn't have these jobs. But I get, I get it. Like you are providing jobs, but. But you're providing none
1: of the other things that are respectful that come with jobs like social security or uh, one of the ladies said that what happens if you have a baby? You don't get paid leave. You, You can't pay... A babysitter, you can't. You know, you have like none of the
0: benefits that come with having a well-paying job. Exactly, and these companies just outsource this work, so they're technically not really employees. Mm-hmm. But imagine if they were; they would never ever be treated the way that they are, paid the way that they are. They were actual employees, but here they are making the clothes for the brands of these companies. You know. And what another
1: I mean? thing that's super problematic is that it's not regulated by the government, mm-hmm. like because these because their government has no laws, and our government doesn't really have laws if you put your job somewhere right. else like they're not the government doesn't own those companies, mm-hmm. so they go overseas and they pay them whatever they want and they don't they're not able to unionize or they're not able to do anything because they need the money so badly mm-hmm. that they these companies are just profiting off of not have uh, off of them not treating them like human beings yeah
0: that's what's sad that is. Ugh. It's like a basic human right that it's just being totally ignored. Like, oh, these people just work for two cents. Yeah. Like, we'll just give it to them. It's fine. And we're just not going to really think about it and, and see that it's kind of a big deal. It's right. kind of a big problem. Like, that is what you're saying, like, about the greed thing. It's like people don't... They're, they're so greedy and consumed with their own wealth that they're willing to like let other people suffer and die and be hurt because of this, but that's such like fear mentality and scarcity mentality to be like only so many people can get rich instead of providing like a little bit better paying job mm-hmm. for them or like a little bit higher raise and like better working conditions like that would probably help their company grow even bigger because people would be like respecting that and it would create an energy a new energy of like abundance and like support and love for your company instead of like you know suffering and just like they're capitalizing off of people's needs they need that job
1: and so they're just they know that they'll work there it's really sad I took a um I wrote down a note because I took a class in college Mm -hmm. it was uh called Gender and Globalization. It mm-hmm. was like a super awesome class. Yeah. And my teacher said this, and it wasn't about the fashion industry, it mm-hmm. was about other parts of, of uh, the economies, but it said, she said globalization isn't experienced the same way for all people. Mm-hmm. And so she said in the 70s, America's economy was based on manufacturing, and then we became a service economy where we just satisfy people's needs. But simultaneously, as, as this was happening, we shifted from social democracy to what's called neoliberalism, which emphasizes the rule of the market and protects corporate interests. So, like, neoliberalism is like uh, deregulating uh, things like laws, uh, cutting basic needs like healthcare, all that stuff, um, like privatization and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, social democracy, was people before profit. Mm-hmm. And neoliberalism was the opposite. So when people say like, oh, we're gonna bring jobs back to America, well how are you gonna force like Apple or H and M or whatever these large corporations are, how are you gonna force them to come back to America when we took their we, we took all the regulations away mm-hmm. from these big companies. We yeah. don't we don't regulate them anymore. Right. So when everyone's like, oh yeah, we're gonna bring all these jobs back, well how? This it really seems like a problem that we can't fix? Like, are we, I don't wanna be a nihilist, but like, mm-hmm.
0: are we too far gone mm-hmm. already? I see what you're you saying know? totally. And there's so there's so many things about the big businesses that they their systems are made purely for profit for them. Mm-hmm. And even in terms of like them having a headquarters in another country so they can get the tax benefits of that country instead of their own country. Like I think, um, Ma- Apple uh, Apple is like headquarters is not technically in California. It's well, do you know where it is? No. Yeah, it's in another country. I think it's in an Asian country. Yeah, right, like Malaysia or something. I can't remember. And also um, Macintosh as well, or mm. yeah, is it called Macintosh Windows Macintosh? No, it's called Microsoft. Microsoft Mac- <laughs> Macintosh Microsoft. is Apple. Oh yeah, <laughs> sounds so similar. <laughs> okay. Microsoft is based out of like Greenland or like some northern European country and they get the benefits of their taxes and all that. So not only are these countries like outsourcing their products to be made out of other countries for like really cheap, but they're also like filing their business taxes in other countries. So America isn't even getting the tax benefits of those big, huge companies. Right. Other countries are that benefit them. So it's definitely like a systemic problem in it, the big business.
1: It is, because all these large corporations mm-hmm. essentially run the entire world. Mm-hmm. And none of them are regulated by the government. Yeah. None of them are. But yeah. they have the most effect on on not just Americans, obviously, mm-hmm. the entire world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Amazon is cutting... Amazon is, like, basically cutting every store in America, essentially. Right. You know? And, uh... But without it, like, how... And look at the Postal Service. I don't even know how people still have jobs. Because you could just... I mean, FedEx. All all these, like, big companies, they're just being cut because of Amazon and, like, you know, now H&M. I don't know. It just seems like because there's no regulation by the government, these companies can just do whatever they want and they're having detrimental effects on our economy but also mm. our society like in our uh what it, what was that girl who talked about the the cotton yeah and how her husband passed away it's mm-hmm. like all these we're not even regulating the pesticides that we put into our cotton farms yeah. that we wear on our skin mm-hmm. so it's like it, who's really profiting from this? Right, just huge corporations. Yep, it's really terrifying.
0: Yeah, we should regulate these things. Well, okay, yes, I see that, and I and I would say that that is probably difficult because now you're having to put rules on everybody, and everybody has to like follow comply, the rules yeah. and comply. Um, and now, and since they haven't been working that way, it's probably going to be a big change. So. That's, yeah, that would be great, but I don't know if that would happen. It wouldn't because yeah. <laughs> in the 70s or whenever
1: Reagan was president, that's what my teacher was talking about. Like There was this really weird shift where we just stopped money, money, manufacturing money. things. Like industrialization went down mm-hmm. and we became this new America where we just like don't make anything anymore and we just yeah. take and take and take and i think it was
0: when they realized that they could outsource
1: and all these companies wanted lower they wanted to pay
0: lower costs higher cost. pro- uh profit right yeah
1: and so like all these things like healthcare is now privatized you know so it's like we don't even regulate healthcare the government mm-hmm. doesn't regulate that that's so weird to me
0: mm-hmm. that you
1: could just make a price mm-hmm. you know so i i don't know i just think it's you well i don't i don't think this will ever get better I don't think the unless like
0: um the fashion industry decides to get a conscience well some brands are like but the thing is though I think it's kind of just uh for show sometimes like Mm -hmm. H&M conscious like H&M you are one of the biggest fast fashion producers in the world and you have a eco-conscious line that's great but like that's like drop in the pond like (laughs) there's that's like nothing and i just feel like it's not it's not enough you Mm -hmm. know what i mean um but i get that they're trying they're like trying to make their clothes more sustainable and like you know they're trying to be aware and conscious um but a lot of brands are not and a lot of people just aren't aware of the cost of these things that they're buying it's not just clothing either like it's all things that are made you know where are you buying these products what you know what is the true cost of these products and like how can you be a conscious consumer because we're all consumers now um and make decisions so that's the buying power of the person so as long as amazon keeps getting orders They're not going to stop and they're not going to change because everybody's still buying. But as soon as people start stop, start to stop, (laughs) (laughs) as soon as people stop buying from Amazon and say, we want to buy local or we want to, you know, we don't like that brand because their clothes are made for two cents, you know, a piece and then they're selling it to us for fifteen dollars. And we're not going to buy from that brand anymore until those types of things happen. And I think that's the grassroots way of making a change. And I think that's probably like the best bet for right now. But that takes mass amounts of people to become conscious and aware and want change. And I honestly don't think it'll happen. But what about the millennials? I don't think... I think that... I mean,
1: I don't want to generalize a whole group of people, Mm -hmm. and I do think that they're conscious about certain issues, Mm -hmm. but I think they like convenience, and as long as we have our phones Mm -hmm. that we can do everything on, Mm -hmm. it is so much more convenient Mm -hmm. to go to Amazon than to go to a store that's not even going to be here in five years. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I truly don't believe we're going to even have stores pretty soon. Yeah. You know? I mean, nor- I never thought, like, Nordstrom or Macy's or Saks Fifth Avenue, mm-hmm. they're at a... Bit- they're-, they're not having stores anymore. They're, yeah. like, closing them. Yeah. So, I really don't know how this is going to be fixed because it's cheaper for mm-hmm. Americans. And Americans like cheap and mm-hmm. it's fast. Mm-hmm. And Americans like fast. hmm So, unless... We decide to grow conscious. Was I don't I don't know if we will, but even even if we do grow uh, an awareness mm-hmm. and want to change, I don't know if we have the money to change. Like the average right
0: person. I mean, it is so cheap. Right, and so a brand like, for example, if I was thinking of starting a sustainable clothing company, mm-hmm. and I wanted to pay fair wages to people in another country, and I wanted to buy high quality organic materials that don't have chemicals and pesticides all over them. And that would hike up the cost. Right. So people have to pay more. So who's gonna pay more? That's what we have to figure out. But I think there's a market for people that can pay more. And maybe that's just the way that it'll be. It'll be a precedent that's set that, you know, people just a lot that's that's like the bigger issue here too, is that people we're all like in this world, but we're all kind of like followers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just follow whatever is going on. <laughs> oh, you go on Amazon to shop now? Okay, I'll start going on Amazon to shop now. Oh, you buy an electric car? Okay, I'll start buying an electric car now. You know, it's kind of like as more and more people start doing it, people just follow it. They don't even think about it. They don't even question it because everybody else is doing it. So I think if you get enough people like doing something new mm-hmm. and different that people could follow it and, and do something different.
1: I also think if you get like the advertisers or if you get the, well, I guess not the advertisers cause they're the ones selling it. I think if you get the models, mm-hmm. like the, the famous ones mm-hmm. or the people that are in the spotlight mm-hmm. to say, I'm not going to wear this if right. it's not sustainable or if it's not, made in a factory that it ha- pays yeah. well or whatever, then it, then it probably won't happen either. Cause I, I mean, even if you just look at like fashion trends, mm-hmm. like everybody right now, I don't know what they're called, but you know, those shoes, they look like grandpa shoes.
0: Yeah. They're are and they like, like Balenciaga yeah. sells them
1: for like $700. Louis Vuitton has them. They are the ugliest shoe yeah. I've ever seen in my life. I actually think my grandpa has shoes. Like those, they're like really high platforms Mm -hmm. and weird designs, and they make you look like an idiot. Mm -hmm. But if Gigi Hadid Mm -hmm. wears them in an ad, all these girls are gonna start buying them, or and guys, and it's they're really dumb. Mm -hmm. But because she does it, they buy them, and they become even like Yeezy. His Uh line of clothes, it looks he looks like a homeless person. Mm -hmm. They look so dumb, Mm -hmm. all of them. You know, I hate. (laughs) The way that the Kardashians dress right now. They look mm-hmm. like morons. <laughs> Everything's like oversized, and it's like a very ugly, muted color. Uh-huh. It's so dumb. But because he wears it and sells it for like $900, people will buy that. They want
0: it, yeah. Yeah,
1: so it's like if though if we get those people to help mm-hmm. <laughs> make the change. Like that girl in the documentary. I think, was it the fashion McCartney? No, it wasn't. It was something Firth. Livia Firth? Oh, Livia Firth, yeah. She said she... Did like a um? She did a challenge for uh, the red carpet. It was like the green challenge or something.
0: Yeah, the green carpet. Yeah, the yeah. green
1: carpet. I thought that was genius. Yeah, you know, but I
0: don't know how many people actually did it. Right. So. Yeah. So she did that, like, use a dress that's already been worn, right? Mm-hmm. And then. Or that's like made sustainably. Made sustainably. And then there's another designer in there who does do the fair trade, um, where she pays the workers well, and she's in those factories, making sure that they are, you know, humane and fair. And then her clothing, though, I just, I saw it, and it wasn't that... It was really ugly. Yeah, it wasn't that nice. (laughs) So I'm like, "Mm, you're not setting a good example here. I know. We need, like, the high fashion people to do it. And you know who does do it, who I really like? Um name Vivian Westwood she Mm. actually has a shirt that she sells I believe and it says like stop buying clothes or something like that yeah so I mean there are people in fashion that do care and that are doing something and I think Stella
1: McCartney was in there and Mm -hmm. saying that
0: as well so yeah I think the main issue is companies just need to start paying people a little bit better and not outsourcing them for like dirt cheap because they're real people that are living a life and they need a job you know and they need to be paid fair like it's just it's only fair like a lot of people say life's not fair but why can't it be Mm -hmm. like I don't understand why can't it be fair Yeah,
1: I think that all these companies have proven themselves to be greedy Mm -hmm. they make bad decisions and they don't care about anything but profit they don't Mm -hmm. care about human life and so I think because they have acted this way for so long, mm-hmm. we ne- they need rules now. Mm-hmm. You know? They just do. You either have to make it in America where you have to pay fair wages because right. we have unions, we have all those things, yeah. or, well, it's like, see, the, that there's the catch-22 because it's like, how do you make a government create law? You know? If you, like, go to Bangladesh or whatever, yeah, how do you, you make it? Yeah. And there's
0: so much corruption in other countries. I know. Like, a lot of corruption. Right. Like they could pay off anybody for anything. Yeah,
1: but that's the problem. It's like they've done. They've gotten away with this for so long. They've proven themselves to be irresponsible and unreliable. And and so okay, now it's time to be regulated. Now, now you have to have laws. Now you know. Yeah. So that's. I think it starts with. It starts with the awareness, mm-hmm. but then it starts with with the laws. There, there
0: has to be a way. I don't know the way, but there yeah. has to be one. Maybe you should be in politics. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I know. I'm like, I don't think I could ever go there. My problem is, is
1: like, I just think the whole world, I just think everyone is the worst. You know, like I don't have any hope. (laughs) I just think that it's all going to shit. It's all horrible. There's no way of fixing it. We're so far gone. You know, it's like, look at what we're doing with our, the girl in the documentary, you know. Montesino Farms, or was that mm-hmm. it, what it's called? They own, like, everything, and they're not regulated, and they just spray things, and they have places... Um, was it in... What country was it in?
0: Was in it the, just America? Cotton. Oh, in India, when the, the people yes. who were getting really sick. The whole city. The, the whole, whole city, whole And village. the kids were born with, um, like, disabilities. Or mm-hmm. they,
1: they were born, and then they got a disability. Right.
0: You know, and it's like, how how is this legal? And all the farmers that were committing suicide because right. they were going to lose their farm because they couldn't pay back.
1: a year. Mm-hmm. And, and even the farmer that was from America that uh, was married to that wonderful, she seemed like a wonderful gal. Mm-hmm. Um uh, She said that The guy in Texas that did her husband's brain surgery or diagnosed it said he'll never have to leave because he gets so many clients that come in with the same thing and they're mostly farmers. Yeah. Because of all the pesticides, all the chemicals. And so we're doing that to people. But also, what I liked about the documentary was that it showed the effects on the planet. Mm -hmm. We don't even know what Mm -hmm. we're doing to the planet, the guy said. We don't even know. We don't. We can see the effects. Uh, of what we're doing to the planet from the people you know and it's sad that's the cost (laughs) right (laughs) you know yeah
0: yeah I mean there is just so much and that is also linked to um like the the cotton is also very similar to what's happening in terms of just like produce like being grown farms like the um yeah I think it is modesty not modesty yes it's Monsanto, Monsanto, Montecito. Montecito. Oh city in, <laughs> yeah. in Santa Barbara. Monsanto is like the gold standard of pesticides, and they're cre- they're the ones that create a lot of GMOs and yes. things like that. So like food too, like not just our clothes, like our food that we're eating has like chemicals and pesticides, and they are just trying to. Take as much as they can from the earth without replenishing it. Like the earth cannot handle all of those chemicals and be healthy. That one woman, I
1: think she was from India. Mm-hmm. She was, I thought she was great. Yeah, in the
0: documentary. She,
1: I wrote down what she said. Mm-hmm. She said Monsanto farms is is monopolize monopolizing the seeds and the pesticides that cause diseases, and they're now becoming the same company who provides the medicine. Yep. So they're 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 monopolizing because they every other little guy that's trying to get in the door or like or like trying to do things organically or whatever mm-hmm. is failing because Monsanto owns everything. Yep. They've they've changed the way what did he say? He said the chemicals don't the chemicals that they have to use in the farm mm-hmm. don't work with the plants. So they redefine the plants mm-hmm. to work with the chemicals. Right. It's wild. And so yeah. now they, they own everything. So you, the farmers have to
0: go there for the seeds. They have to go there for everything. Yeah. And then they're getting sick. And then we're eating it. Right. <laughs> and we're getting sick because like, there's a lot of sick people out there in the world and they don't know what's going on or what's wrong with them. And it's just... It's not even agriculture anymore. It's agribusiness.
1: Uh, yeah, it is, mm-hmm. which is another it, it's another area that the government doesn't regulate anymore. Mhm Why? Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it does a little bit
0: because of like the FDA
1: or whatever right but, I but think the
0: FDA is also corrupt. <laughs> Right, <laughs> like I've heard things too that they get paid, you know, by lobbyists, lobbyists who just, exactly yeah. who right. want so them to like, support, who want right. them to support this, you know, company and vote for their rights. So and they give them a them. bunch of money. Yep, and, and then, then they, they, they just they vote get... for what they want right. instead of actually being like, actually, I don't like what they're doing. It's harmful to the people. It's harmful to the environment. It makes people sick. Nope, they're like, I got paid a bunch of money. I'll vote for them. Sure. And what's sad is that the people that the representatives
1: that we elect, we assume are going to do the job correctly, but because every three years or however many years their cycle is, mm-hmm. they don't do anything mm-hmm. and then take more money from the lobbyists or from the farms or whoever because they want to be reelected. Right. That's the issue. So it's like it starts at, at, at every level. It's corrupt. Yeah. That's why I think there's <laughs> no... How do you fix it? Yeah. You, you break the system but how do you break the system? You know, it's like, you
0: can't. Yeah, you can't break the system. You can't. But you can break the system on your own terms. And that's, I guess, the best way I try to live my life. I don't live it the way that I would like to. But I try, like, ever since I saw that movie, pretty much, like, well, I've seen it before, a while ago. And I've known about environmental issues and things like that. So I've always been a little bit more conscious. But... I try not to buy so much stuff, mm-hmm. and I try not to buy so much clothes. Because um, when I was really young, like when I first got a job, I like loved Forever Twenty One. I'd be like, "Oh, I need a new shirt. Oh, I'm going out this weekend. I need a new thing. I need a new this. I need a new that. I need new, 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 new. Like I needed a new outfit for every occasion, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was ridiculous, and it was cheap. So then. Two months later, or three months later, whatever, I'm over that dress. I'm never going to wear it again. And it goes in a bag and it goes to the Goodwill or it goes to the Salvation Army. And they said not even a lot of it goes to the Goodwill. Yeah, and then they don't even, you know, if they can't sell it, they just give it to Haiti. Um, And I just try not to buy so much stuff Mm -hmm. because I know I'm just going to, like, get rid of it. So my thought is, like, If I could live my life, ideally, I would want to buy, I mean, if I'm going to buy a piece of clothing, it needs to be really, um, made well (laughs) and, um, like very comfortable and very nice fabrics. And I, and I'm willing to pay a premium for it because I want it to be like a very good quality product. Yeah. Ideally, that's also coming from a brand that is sustainable or like, is paying fair trade and I think there are some brands out there I just need to find them you know
1: no I, I think you're right and I think before when I was like shitting all over millennials and stuff mm-hmm. I actually do think a lot of them are very conscious mm-hmm. or the the group before them even too like mm-hmm. they're very they I feel like they try to be very aware of yeah. things, um and I know that there are there are companies that um they give uh, they give back, you know, right. like the giving keys or yeah. um, there's a company that give, it's kind of like Tom's, mm-hmm. but it's for sunglasses. Mm-hmm. And so if you buy a pair of their sunglasses, they give another pair to like a, a kid or there's like food, Um, there's food companies that like make uh, bars mm-hmm. and for like 25% of the profits go to feeding the hungry, feeding the hungry. you mm-hmm. know, so, you know, you're right. There are, there are companies that, that help and that give back, but I just don't know. It's like, we don't, we don't ever hear about that, you know? Right. You know, I think the, the, the problem is bigger than the people saving it and helping it, you
0: know? Definitely. Yeah. But it's fixable. Maybe? I don't know. I think that's why it just comes down to like how you choose to live your life because, I mean, there's so many things that are really not that great for people um, that you just have to make a decision for you. Like, what are you going to do? What are you going to buy? How are you choosing to live your life? And do you want to just support fast fashion and support people being harmed in other countries? Go ahead, you know? Mm-hmm. Do you not want to be a part of that? Then you're going to have to stop shopping at those places that do that. And you're going to have to start shopping at new places or shopping in reusable um thrift shops which I love because they're filled with all sorts of different interesting things and you're likely to have something that's no nobody else will have yeah. and also I've been thinking which this is very time consuming but um, could be fun which I used to love sewing when I was younger so I would like to start sewing again and mm-hmm. repurposing clothing and, and making it something new and like using my creativity to express myself through recreating clothing Um, but yeah, so I don't know. Cause it it does take time and you do have to, you know, sew it and learn to sew if you don't know how to sew. And so I think that's the main thing. I just want to like shop less, recreate new clothing on my own, in my own way and bring more awareness to it. And, you know, maybe like remind people sometimes, you know, (laughs) just, I don't know. I think that we, or I wish that
1: more companies would start clothing companies here again. Mm-hmm. You know, because I think in the documentary it said like, like only 3% of clothing is made in America. Right. And we used to have, and it was like everything was made in America. You know, mm-hmm. like some, some, not only just clothing, but it was like everything literally was made in America. We used to just like make things. Yeah. Um, but I wish that we
0: would do that here. Yeah. You know, because yeah. we would
1: create more jobs. Here yeah,
0: we would. And... Yeah. Okay, another idea I have, <laughs> which... We're saving the world. <laughs> I need to um, really like do some more research on, is that I want to find a way, which I'm sure it's possible, and this totally eliminates a lot of jobs, but it also eliminates a lot of jobs that maybe people don't need to be doing. So I think that... Sh- um, Clothing can be made by machines, like robot machines, that can sew clothes. I hate (laughs) You hate hate robots? Yeah. But it's not really AI. They're just going to be built to sew clothes. Like a human being sitting down at a sewing machine hour after hour after hour after hour after hour after hour after after day after day after day after year after year after year of just sewing the same patterns over and over. Like... I can't imagine that that is the most fulfilling job to have. And I would rather people not have a job than have them do something that's, like, soul-sucking. You -hmm. know what I mean? Even though it provides them money, I think that that would open up the opportunity for them to find other jobs that do require more human, like, potential and human resource, Mm. you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just worry that, like... You know, what? I don't want to go on a tangent, but I just have serious (laughs) thoughts about like AI AI just replacing like low empathy, low creativity jobs. And then it just like sucks away like 75% of our workforce. And then we have no way of contributing to the society. But I understand what you're saying. Like it would, in those other countries, Mm -hmm. if they had a few of those machines, all those people at the factory wouldn't have died. So I get it, you know, I I, I can see, I can see both. Mm
0: -hmm. I also believe in the potential of humanity as well. So Mm -hmm. I believe that all of the people that are working in the factories right now, if they didn't have those sewing jobs, Mm -hmm. like, you know, it's it's about raising consciousness for everybody. It's not just about, like, Americans needing to understand, like, where their things come from and like being more aware and compassionate about the world but it's also about raising the consciousness of the people in the third world countries that they're worth more right. that they're valuable that you don't have to just do like a a job that's not fulfilling like you can do something else like you can be more like what did you dream of doing when you were a kid just like us like just like anybody like Everybody should have the opportunities to create a life that they want to live. And I think that the other countries that are more poverty-stricken, they're just not taught how to think that, that, that that's possible. Mm-hmm. And if we could raise that consciousness of like, hey, anybody can do it. You can do it. Just start, you know, because then they would stimulate ideas to create their... or. They would create ideas to stimulate their country. You know, they're not going to go move to America. They're going to they're gonna stay there with their family. And who knows, they might start a business or they might, you know, create art or they might, you know, put on a show or, you know, whatever it is that's in their heart to express. I don't know. I just can see the world just being a more creative, abundant place. That's the way that I would like to see it.
1: I agree. I just... It, it's sad that there's not opportunity for them to do that. you know but and I is think there? That, no. I think that their governments are so corrupt and they don't have money for education. They mm-hmm. don't I, I feel like it's hard for people to dream about something that they don't even know of. Mm-hmm. It's like they don't even know what they don't know. Mm-hmm. you know like how do you right. love art when you don't get to sit in a class and learn about that? You don't right. get to when we were kids, we were fortunate enough mm-hmm. that we had art class and yeah. we learned how to paint. And we, you know, yeah. it's like they don't even get, they don't even have the opportunity to do that. Right. That's why I do think like education and classes, or um, you know, even sewing stuff mm-hmm. like that, like yeah. that is a creative yeah that's art true room. Obviously, it's not being used in the correct way, mm-hmm. but I I wish that we could figure out a way to help other countries, or they could figure out a way to to make education. A priority or like music or art or mm-hmm. you know things like that to where they can learn what it is they actually like instead right. of out of necessity because they have kids because their laws don't give women any opportunity that they just have to stay home you know it's like mm-hmm. it, it goes again with like the government being corrupt and all that it's like I wish that they would change their system right, so that they could create that opportunity that we have here it's mm-hmm. not right. fair it isn't. It's not fair. Mm-hmm. It's tragic. Because I agree true. with you. They don't have the consciousness. Right. And that is maybe They've never they... been shown it. No. They don't know how to they've that. never been shown it. Sometimes they like if you're a woman, you're you're born to think you're you don't get that. Mm-hmm. So you're not worth that. Mm-hmm. You're worth having the kids. Mm-hmm. And the husband the pressure's all on him for the mm-hmm. job and so it is. It's it's sad. It starts with there's a lot of moving parts. There's so many moving you know? parts. But you're right about the consciousness. You're, yeah, you're a hundred percent right about that. Mm-hmm. It theres should be raised.
0: Yeah, and know? I think as we raise ours, like everything's connected. So as as more people raise their consciousness and mm-hmm. become aware and more compassionate, then that kind of trickles to the rest of the world too. And everybody raises together, and then they start seeing like, yeah, you know, I I see more for myself, or mm-hmm. you know, that's not right. Yeah. Or we'll see what happens. If America
1: <laughs> if America
0: gets a con gets a conscience first right. and
1: then says, We're gonna pay these people properly and right. we're gonna allow them to unionize or I think that's a government thing, but mm-hmm. we're gonna pay these people properly and we're gonna make sure that whoever owns the building is giving them the funds right. and paying their employees properly. Right. We're gonna let them uh have health care, access to health care, then they'll have the ability and the money to have their kids get educated and have, yeah. you know, it's like, it's
0: like a cycle that needs to be broken right now. So w- you would shop at a place like that? What? Like if that company exists, that clothing company that was doing everything that you just said, which yeah. I absolutely love, you, you would shop there? Honestly? Would you shop there? Like, what's the word i for? Like, <laughs> if you didn't know of any other companies that did what they did? Would you sh- would you decide to shop only there, or would you just buy one or two pieces from there?
1: That's a really good question. Um, I want to say that I would shop there. Mm-hmm. I would I would hope that it would be at a cost that I could afford. Mm-hmm. However, I don't really do a lot of shopping anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just you know I don't really right. have the money to shop. Right. But I do think that I would be mo- after seeing this film mm-hmm. and my conscience being raised. Mm-hmm. I would be way more apt to shop there
0: mm-hmm.
1: than to go back to Gap. Mm-hmm. And s- after seeing like hundreds of people lying dead and bloody in the right. streets protesting because they just want a fair wage. Yeah. I-, I really really would hope that I would do that. I think I would. Yeah.
0: But yeah. Would you? Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I would love to start that company. Um I would love for you to start that company. I too. would. But I would be so nervous I guess that I'm gonna invest a lot of my time energy and money and people will not buy it right <laughs> and then I'm like well that there goes that because that didn't work nobody cares you know what I mean so right so
1: maybe you're maybe it starts with 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 this documentary yeah like, exactly what this guy did mm-hmm. he had he was curious about something he investigated it He showed showed it to the world. Yeah. And he's like, hey, people, um, this is what's going on. And you're benefiting off of the lives of other people, you know? And so maybe that's where it starts is not with starting the company, Mm -hmm. but with starting the awareness.
0: Yeah. You know? So true.
1: So last week you had said, like, I loved, or I think the first time we started the podcast, Mm -hmm. you had said, I love podcasts that changed my life and I thought wow that's a really great thing to say that's Mm -hmm. so nice and I get it now like this documentary really did change the way that I think Mm -hmm. and I hope that it changes my action now
0: Mm -hmm. you know what I mean
1: yeah because it really it really is it's this is it's real yeah you know I never thought about where I bought my shirt. Mm-hmm. I just thought, "Oh, this color looks good with my skin, and it's twelve dollars <laughs> right. at Target or wherever. I'm gonna buy it." Yeah, you know. And now, I hope i I hope I don't do that. Mm-hmm. But even if I do, I'll think before. Right. You know. Yeah. And it's amazing that a film mm-hmm. had a chance had gave me that ability. Yeah. You know. Totally, I think it's great. That's what I love, and I get it now yeah. when you said that because I was like, "Oh, I like documentaries about murder and true crime," <laughs> but like, I I do get it. Like, documentaries really can have an effect on you, yeah. and it should have an effect on you.
0: Yeah, you that's know? what I like. I like mean, that's what I look for. That's yeah. what I want out of a documentary. I think I do now too. Yeah, yeah. So. So overall thoughts. Overall thoughts. Love the documentary. Highly recommended to anybody and everybody who wears clothes. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Because you should know where your clothes come from. And it goes even beyond that, which this documentary didn't talk about, just in terms of everything we buy. Just being more aware, more conscious where everything comes from and making a decision about what you believe, what you support, what you want to be a part of. And I think, yeah, you should watch it. <laughs> I agree.
1: I think it was so eye-opening. It was captivating. Mm-hmm. It made me feel something. I felt convicted, even. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was well worth it. It's yeah. a little graphic at mm-hmm. times, but I think the, the, I think it's out of necessity right. to show, like, these are actual humans, and I'm going to show you the, their, the cost of what you're buying. Exactly. The
0: true Cost.
1: <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> I loved it. Good. Love it. I'm glad you loved it. Yep. I loved it. Watch it. Watch recommend it to all your friends. Post Let's about it. I should post about it too and just say like, this is a great documentary. And if you haven't seen it, now's the time. Now's the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, do you, did you have one in mind for next week or not yet? I don't have one in mind yet.
1: But it is my, my turn to pick and it will be really good.
0: Ooh, I promise. I'm excited. I guarantee it. It's going to be a good one next week, guys. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening. We love you so much. We're happy that you guys are willing to share in this conversation with us and just, you know, documentary. We should have a send-off. What's our send-off?
1: I don't know. Let's, let's think of one. Let's think like um, like we could be like, bye, Jenna.
0: Bye, Ariel. Talk to you Talk later. Talk to you later. Bye, we'll, we'll everyone. work on it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have it ready for you guys next yeah. time. Okay. Thanks, follow guys. Twitter, follow us on Twitter, Snapchat, Snapchat us on TikTok, Instagram, TikTok, okay. Facebook. Yes. We'll see you there. Okay. Right. Bye. <laughs>